What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, sorry, this one is, well, no, this one's not late, but technically we didn't have one last week just because of some scheduling confusion. I should turn my phone off. Um, so I'm doing a solo episode this week, and I'm going to get a second one out to try to make it up for you guys for missing last week. But to be fair, it was a holiday. I was on vacation. I was traveling. Um, regardless, here I am sitting in my garage because it's quiet in here. I'm going to take a sip of this delicious iced coffee I just made. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting here in the garage because it's nice and quiet in here. Uh, and I am sitting in the cabin of the new Acura MDX hybrid. Um, I don't want to dive too deeply into this car because I still got to learn more about it. But so far it's, it's really nice. I get why people who buy these love these and buy more of them. And this one, Acura can be a bit sneaky and say, you know, this has technology gleaned from the NSX, which is true. So it's a, that's part of the reason why I'm driving this is I want to talk about how, how and when supercar technology drips down into more obtainable vehicles. So, I mean, yes, it's $58,000 as it sits pretty fully loaded, but that's cheaper than, you know, Porsches and Audis and BMWs and Mercedes out there. Um, and this thing is really nice, super comfortable. I love Acura seats and they continue to impress me here. But yeah, you have the electric motors helping you and this thing makes 321 horsepower, I believe is the number. So good stuff. Um, but yeah, so what have we been up to? Well, I just, like I said, I was back east for a week for vacation with the fam, as you kids say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I spent a week on Plum Island in Massachusetts, uh, ran into a few friends of the show, actually. So it was great to see you guys. We had a beer and I am going to say this was pretty awesome. W one of you who has a Chevy SS with Holden swap badges asked me to do a burnout in your car, and I happily obliged once we found an empty space to do it. That is something, if you want me to destroy your tires, I am happy to assist. It was a quick burnout. We had to get out of there. Um, but thank you again. That was really fun. Um, and thank you to the other folks who came out. We had a great time. We had some really good beverages. Um, it was good. But while I was back there, I wasn't driving anything too exciting. I was driving a Ford Escape, the one with the, the one and a half liter EcoBoost. And for being that small of a motor, the car is, is pretty great. I had to leave it in sport a couple times just to keep the uh, rev range and the gearing I wanted on the highway. But other than that, it was comfortable. It transported my family fine. It was fine. It was great. There was nothing wrong with it. Sync is a lot better than I remember it being. Um, so it was good. It was good. That vehicle was totally fine. I haven't been driving a ton of press cars lately because I've been really enjoying the bends and I'm trying the escape, you know, notwithstanding, trying to, to stick with more interesting press cars. Um, some of you might be saying, well, what the hell are you doing with the MDX? Like I said, I think this is kind of fascinating about how supercar technology can trickle down into regular vehicles. So, that's why I'm driving this one. Now, the, the Benz actually is in the shop right now. Drop the Benz off at the shop, uh, this shop called Leistung Auto House in Garden Grove. Guy comes highly recommended. He just works on Benzes. Uh, basically, I'm doing my post-purchase, pre-purchase inspection. I, I explained this in uh, the last Shift Happens video. Um, so the car's there. He's going to go through it. And we're going to create a list and tackle it as time and money allow. Um, 
I, I, I'm excited to have the car there. This, this dude does some cool work on everything from old Benzes to he's doing some work on an AMG GT as well when I was in there. Um, and he's also helping out a friend do a, an engine swap on a W124 wagon. So, uh, there, yeah, it's, it's a good resource to have and to talk to. One cool thing I just picked up though for the Benz that I'm super excited to install, uh, or have them install, uh, either way. Um, I found an older steering wheel on eBay. It's actually for a, a, a quick, uh, written, piece of work i'm doing for ebay that will appear on hooniverse they reached out and uh, to see if i was interested so yeah this is paid like very it's paid work but it's it's i always like paid work when it makes sense so they gave me a small i'll go you know full disclosure here i'm getting paid to write it but then they also give you a stipend to buy something on ebay talking about buying something to upgrade your vehicle uh and i think a quick and easy way to do that is just changing some of the styling in an easy manner. And in an easy manner here is finding the older steering wheel that is much cooler looking than when they switch to the steering wheel that's in my car. My car just feels, I mean, it's thin. It's it's an older Ben steering wheel, but compared to the one that came just before it, that one is dripping with style and class, classy Ben steering wheel. Um, it's the same steering wheel you would find in like the Pagoda SL to give you an idea of how it has a chrome uh, or it has a metal horn ring button, um, a horn ring, not a button, I guess you should say. I guess it's still technically a button. Um, so it just is a much cooler looking steering wheel. Traditionally, some of these go for crazy expensive money on eBay. I found one with a very small crack that you can barely see when you look at the wheel um, for really good shape. Uh, and it was under, you're going to, some of you are going to, it's under 400. So I'm excited, especially because some of that eBay money basically cut the price in half there to buy the steering wheel. Um, it arrived, shipped in the box. I wish I could remember the name of the company that I bought it from, but I will say that in the article um, because I found them on eBay, tons of listings, tons of parts for old European vehicles. I might keep searching for other stuff from them because I'm going to need, you know, sun visors for the car and other little things. They'll have like rear seat ashtrays if your car needs those. So tons of things that they're, they're clearly finding old cars and parting them out. I don't think it was just Benz's either. But this steering wheel... To give you an example how crazy some of the prices are, I think if it was pulled out of a Pagoda SL and it's in perfect shape and it's that pearl white color, uh, I've seen them for like anywhere from like twelve to fourteen hundred dollars. That is crazy. I would never pay that much for a steering wheel for my car, but this one shipped it was like 350 uh so I mean if you think about people who swap steering wheels, you know a good Momo or a good whatever. Um, that's not crazy for a steering wheel at all. Uh, so I'm like, super excited about that. I'm looking forward to getting the Benz back soon, but I have a few press cars coming up and a few trips in the meantime to occupy my time away from the car. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. I'm getting on Friday the Ford Fusion Sport. Again, this on paper, initial hearing that seems like, well, I thought you said you're getting interesting cars. Everything I hear about this car is it is a blast to drive. Uh, I forget the horsepower output, but it's basically like, you know, I, I think in my head this is going to be like a modern iteration of the uh, Contour SVT. So I'm very curious to check this car out. I'm going to drive that for a few days before I fly off to South Dakota. I've never been to South Dakota. 
I'm going to Deadwood, South Dakota. I'm going to try to grow a mustache for the video I'm going to shoot in South Dakota. We're driving Subaru Crosstrex. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Crosstrek. It's a car that shocked me when I drove it. Shocked is maybe a strong word. Pleasantly surprised me. I expected it to just be like just dull and boring as heck. Now, the engine doesn't have a ton of power, and the ones I've driven have been CVTs, even though you can get it with a manual, but I was still blown away by how much I enjoyed the car. Subaru has their CVT applications pretty well figured out, so it makes great use of this power because it keeps you in the power band pretty much the whole time. I love the way the Crosstrek looks. Sorry for these iced coffee pauses, but Dada needs his caffeine. Um... I love the way the Crosstrek looks. If I had money to spend on stupid things, and yes, I know some of my project cars are stupid things, but I mean like real big boy money, I would take a Crosstrek and STI, swap it, and do like a light GRC style street build. Um, but those are dreams that are not happening anytime soon. Um, so I'm curious about the new Crosstrek, and I'll be more curious about driving it in South Dakota. So that should be pretty sweet. Uh, when I come back, I get... The DB11. I'm going to spend more time with the DB11 to do a proper video of that thing. Um, and then I swap into the F type, the Jag F type R convertible. Um, so, I mean, that's just going to be glorious noise for however long the video is. I love that car. Can't wait to get my hands on that. As someone who doesn't like convertibles, that's, that's one of the few exceptions because you just get closer to the great noise that that car makes. And then after that, I'm flying to New York, New York City, uh, to drive a racetrack I've been dying to drive, which I'm sure I've mentioned this on the podcast many times, but I don't care because I'm super excited to drive Lime Rock Park. And I'm super excited to do it in a pair of very exciting Audi products. One is the TTRS, and the other one is the RS3. Anytime you add an R in front of the S for an Audi, you're in good shape. Um, these two are supposed to be really something special, and that's a special track, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Plus, any time you get to spend, any chance you get to spend time in New York City as well, Manhattan specifically, on someone else's dime, that's a good thing, because that means your hotels are going to be good, your dinners are going to be good, and New York is, for all its, you know, um, I, I always take issue with people who say New York, you know, they don't need to go anywhere else. Like, get out and explore the world. I know New York is this fascinating city, but so is the rest of the planet. Um, that New York caged in centric mindset bugs me, but visiting New York is always a treat. So I'm very much looking forward to that, especially because this involves more helicopter trips, which is just a dumb thing to say. It's an out-of-control automotive journalist thing to say, but yes, I'm getting choppered from Manhattan to a racetrack. So that, you know, I got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, on the truck front, still running like shit. I just have not had time to get it into my garage here, pop the intake manifold off, and really just check the gasket situation. Um, I have a few things to get sorted out with the HOA and parking here. So for the time being, the truck is not in the garage. It's outside. Um, I've driven it once or twice just to, you know, keep it alive uh, and, you know, battery fresh and, and uh, put new fuel through it and all that stuff. Um, and it's just, it's just running rough. Um, and I, I think it's related to, uh, poor gasket placement of the intake manifold, but we shall see. Um, I got to get it off and check um, 
And I'm actually really eager to do that. Just no time right now, no space right now, which is a bummer, a massive bummer. But, you know, that's such is life when you have a one car garage, uh, which is currently at this very moment, the podcast studio just for right now. Um, But it is nice and quiet in here. The quietness of the MDX lends itself to perfect podcast studio-ness. Um, what else do I have coming up car-wise? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm getting a Volkswagen Atlas. I'm, I'm actually really curious about you know their offering in that space. I like the boxiness of it. I've always liked boxier SUVs. Uh, so we'll see. I took a ride for I took a ride in one while I was back east because Camille Koleski, our our East Coast guy, happened to have one, and we went for a spin in it, um, and it was fine. Uh, so yeah, I, I just got to get a closer look. I was I wasn't in it for very long, um, but uh, what else? Oh, I'm going to be reviewing an El Camino for the channel. So, like I said, I, I have said I'm trying to get cooler cars. I'm going to get uh, my buddy's El Camino. Um, which I've driven before. It was actually in, if you remember, for those of you following the YouTube channel, uh, I did those series of Dollar Shave Club ads. Uh, in one of them, I compare my Civic to an El Camino in this weird bullshit analogy I did, but uh, it made sense at the time. And that El Camino I'm driving, I'm going to drive for for a video purpose. Very excited to do that. Um I'm going to drive uh, – if any of you are paying attention to what Hoonigan is doing on their YouTube channel, which I'm, a, I'm personally a big fan of, the the daily transmission stuff, there was recently a Fox Body Mustang on there, a uh, white one with a JDM-inspired de- style, Project Kitsune. I'm friends with the owner of that car, Ron Ba, and um, – I've been dying to – I'm supposed to drive that car and I just could never get my schedule together to drive it. So I, I was a little bummed. It's made its like big-time appearance on Hoonigan. But I'm not bummed because Ron had an awesome time and he hammered that car. And the, if you watch the video, you see it pukes cooling at the end. And it was literally like uh, um, there wasn't – he lost the belt for uh for the the water pump and then the uh so he just ran it anyway because he is a no fucks given kind of guy uh and all it was was the hose popped off so that's why it was the massive coolant dump it wasn't anything catastrophic um and he's already fixed it uh, because it needed a belt and a hose that's it so the car's in great shape we're gonna shoot that one uh that car sounded so good uh, because i was actually there the day they were shooting um and i it's it's crazy to see the tire setup he has on that car because uh, – so big tire – big wide tires on a modern car, they, they just look fine. They look normal. It's not weird to see them. Big wide tires – sorry, I'm chewing ice. Big wide tires on an older square car like a Fox body really stand out. So I believe he's like – 295 front three i it's some i think they're i don't think they're 305s they might have been bigger than 305s out back it is a massive wheel and tire setup on this thing and it just looks amazing it looks like this thing looks like it's ready to just devour the road uh it's a very cool build i like when people go off the the standard track with a build and do something their own. You know, some Fox body guys might hate the idea of this car, which is part of the, the, the passion in building it the way he wants it. And I think it looks fantastic. I love this car a lot. He also has a Hellcat that he, uh, he beats up on too in the best way possible. So Ron is doing some great stuff with his car. 
Speaking of that El Camino I just mentioned, though, the owner of that car also has a Chevelle that we're going to drive, and he also has a ratty Nova, and I mean that it with you know full love and respect that we're probably going to drive as well, that he just is trying to figure out where he wants to take that car. So he's got some great cars that we're going to put together. So more old cars, more interesting cars. That's kind of the goal of the channel. Uh, and in- interesting cars can be new cars too. So like this MDX I'm sitting in, I am legitimately interested in it but i do love the old stuff so we're going to do more of that um i need to do a drive review of the bends really uh that's probably you know worth doing on the channel um for sure um but for now i want to hop over and because we never got to the questions because there wasn't an episode last week that were asked so i'm going to pull up these questions on my phone and see if i can find them because i'm not prepared i'm never prepared for this this stuff um, so let's see. Let's go to the last time I asked questions. Um, I should go to the Patreon ones first, but they might. I'm worried that the Patreon ones were um, specific to the fact that Chris and Jonathan Klein were going to host the episode. So I'll pretend to be Chris and Jonathan if I need to be. Uh, all right. So let's see. Just give me a moment here. Um, all right. Here we go. Go into these questions. Come on. Stupid thing. Why is this not going? My apologies in... uh, All right, questions for tonight. Here we go. Three comments. Um, Jason Dar, I've got the first right of refusal on my former boss's 92 BMW E30 convertible automatic. Should I buy it from him and strip it of roof and unnecessary parts and make a track fun car, likely with a manual swap, or should I just buy a Miata like everyone else? Um, E30 convertible, uh, I mean... Yeah, if you're going to cage it, 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 you can have a lot of fun. I think you'd have a lot of – that's a tough question. It's already an automatic, so you're you're doing a lot of things to this car when you realize you could just get a Miata. So it'd almost be better to just leave the E30 convertible as as like a – just a cruiser car, like a nice weather cruiser car maybe and do the Miata stuff on the side. If you don't have the budget for it, maybe just do the Miata because you're going to be doing a lot – to that car. Now, if you, if you want a project and you already have your good daily driver, then, you know, I'm not going to stop you from doing that. Um, so you can go have fun with it, but I don't know how, I have no clue how solid the chassis of an E30 convertible is once you start doing stuff. When you add the cage, obviously it's going to stiffen it back up, but the Miata is already ready to rock. So there you go. Uh, Marshall Cash. If you could compete for a full season of any motorsport at no cost to you, which would you do? If you could attend every event for a full season of any motorsport at no cost, which would you watch? That's a fantastic question. Full season of any motorsport. Um, I mean, I, maybe you're figuring that I'm also capable in that motorsport because that'd be tough. Um, I would probably do, and this answer would change depending on the time and day you ask me, but I would probably do a full season of... Hmm. I mean, endurance racing would be pretty fun. A full season of World Rally Championship would be amazing. Um, That's a tough one. Uh, I think maybe it would probably be some kind of touring car championship just because I love that style of car. Um, I think it would be, yeah, some sort of touring car deal, um, what I would do. And if I could attend every event of a full season, even though I don't, care for it as much i might 
I might do Formula One for the destinations would be pretty wild. That would be a wild year of destinations, and maybe it would help me get more in love with the sport. But uh, maybe maybe I'd do a full – no, I would do a full uh, attending season of uh, World Rally. I would, that's what I would do. Sean Patrick wants Chris's opinion and input on aftermarket seats. Are used Recaro's probably the way to go? Looking for a more comfortable seat for daily use yeah, at the same time, more supportive for track days. I mean, yeah, Recaro's are some of the best for a reason. Sparco's, aftermarket seats, you can find good deals on these used seats. Just make sure they're in good shape. You don't want a crappy, abused seat that might have been in an accident. So really check the quality of the seat. But yeah, used Somebody, if they might have upgraded to a different size that fits them better, that's a good way to go. Um, so, yeah, used used uh, aftermarket seats are, are excellent. So definitely go that route. Uh, I'm jumping over to first brick. Let's find the first brick questions. All right. Scrolling, scrolling. Um, yeah, I like, oh, my stomach's growling because I haven't had breakfast yet. Hopefully you can hear that. I'm sure that sounds great. All right. Facebook questions. Greg Scansbury, with Tesla announcing the options for the Model 3 will only be colors and tires, do you think the aftermarket is chomping at the bit to support Model 3 customizations, body kits, wheels, etc.? There would only be one design to develop. There would only be one design to develop, and there are only so many custom license plates for personalization. That's funny, that last comment. Um, I'm sure the, yeah, there are a couple companies positioning themselves to be Tesla customizers uh, or parts suppliers. So with the Model 3 opening that car up to even more audience, um, yeah, there's definitely going to be something. It'll be a SEMA darling, I'm sure. Uh, so yes, I think there's the, there, that's definitely on the way if it's not already here and I'm not aware of it. Alexander J. Panek, if you had to spend 100000 on a car and it would have to be engine swapped, what would be your choice? If you had hundred, if you had to spend 100 on a car. Additional condition, drivetrain and chassis can't be from the same country. Mine would be an F20 S2000 powered BMW 1600. I mean, that'd be a cool car. Um, I get if you had to spend or if you had 100 to spend, because if I had to spend 100, that'd be that'd be weird. Um, I would finish my wagon. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, those are from different countries. Um, uh, I just want my wagon done. Um, that's how I'm answering that one. Michael Delaney. If you could have any vintage Japanese car, 79 or older, what would it be? Probably should exclude the 2000 GT. That's not fair. Cheers. Uh, some kind of Skyline, the Hakasuka Skyline, I think I would take. I just love the way those looks. Uh, Bradley Brownell. Oh, God, why? Also, how did Jonathan's brother get to be cooler than him? He That question is response to Klein hosting the podcast. Jonathan, how often does people misspell your name? What car should these people drive as punishment? I think I misspell his name all the time, so... Um, you can come up with a punishment car for me. Niles Rogers. How much horsepower do people really need just for daily use? 300? Honestly, 200? Uh, <laughs> Greg Scantleberry. What $100,000 car plus car not made by Porsche would you be willing to drive 100,000 miles? All of them. I would drive all of them, uh, especially a Vantage V8 GT. You can get that for under 100,000. Um, Tommy Loretto, will Hayes get something to replace his Lemon Fresh Fiesta ST? Yeah, he will. Of course he will. Uh, but I think it's just that electronic gremlin. The rest of the car has been fantastic. He loves that car. Tommy Loretto, what is the most car enthusiast friendly, i.e. good driving roads, easy regulations, access to good performance shops, state or city, and which are the least? Everybody who bags on California 
you have to remember it's just emissions. Like it's, it's not safety related stuff. It is just emissions. Um, and then beyond that, the roads, the shops and are fantastic. Now I'm sure there's some other state out there that literally just doesn't give a fuck, but I don't know them. But here, if you can get smart with what you buy and, or how you're buying the, the mods and all that stuff, you have some of the best driving roads on uh, around, and then you have amazing shops here as well. So I love California for this stuff. Um, and then if you buy pre-75, you can do almost anything. Uh, that's why you see Myers-Manx buggies cruising up and down PCH. Chris, what fuels your rage? That's a question from Jessup Miller. Most things, Chris, or Jessup, I'm going to tell you, most things. But Chris is calmer than you think, but also more maybe as angry as you think as well. So that's why he's a, a fun, funny guy. Um, so trying to think what else is going on at the moment. Uh, I, I really like that Josh came up with the shift happens names, even though Freddie Tavares is going insane with my headlines because he is a headline master for YouTube. Uh, he's, if you pay attention to how quickly his channel is growing, that makes sense. So he keeps telling me he loves the content. He just wants to give me help with my headlines. And Freddie, I am listening. I am. I promise. Um, I'll try to do more headlines that make sense to grab the subscribers. Um, but we're doing all right. I'm having fun with that channel. The, the Benz is running well. Um, and so that's all good. I'm trying to get my hands on a few cars here soon. I really want to get the ZL1 for obvious reasons. I really want to get the ZR2 Colorado for obvious reasons. I drove one for about 10, 15 minutes and it was pretty cool, but it was slow speed stuff. Um, what else am I trying to get my hands on? Let me see. I'm pulling up my calendar here since I have my laptop on my lap. Uh, let's see. Jag, I already said. VW Atlas, I already said. Uh, isn't there something else? Or maybe this calendar is not updated yet. Um, Oh, uh, talking to McLaren for later in the year for the 720S. Um, there's some other good stuff now, and it is not ringing a bell at the moment. And our, we'll do an R8 Spider at some point. I'm um, going to get the NSX at some point. Um, and then all, always on the hunt for the older, cooler stuff as well. So if you have a car you want us to drive... Hit me up, Jeff at Hooniverse.com, or just hit me up on Twitter, whatever. Um, it, we will drive anything, even if it's slow, it's fast. As long as it's mildly interesting, we are mildly interested, possibly more interested than you might expect, um, especially if it's a boat. I'm really jealous of, of Farrah doing these one wakes. I love boats. I love driving boats. Uh, I never, you know, I have never gone in depth. My family, my grandpa had a boat when I was a kid, but like my, my, we were never boating people. My, my father, even though he was in the Navy. So, I mean, technically that might make him a boating, a large boat person. Um, but, uh, I love boats growing up in new England. It's born into you to love boats, coastal new England. You have to love boats. And I do, um, I would love to own a boat someday, but that's a long ways off. Uh, so I love boats. So if you have a boat and you're nearby and you'll let me drive it, I love boats. I don't care if it's a Duffy. I love cruising Newport Harbor in Duffies. I rent them when they come up on Living Social. We get wine and cheese and beer and, and desserts, and we cruise the harbor like we're supposed to be there even though we're not. I'll wear a captain's hat. I don't give a shit. I just love driving boats. They're really fun. Um, so 
that's that's basically all we've got going on. I mean, I I know this is a super short episode, but I wanted to get you something because we didn't do anything last week. It's just tough with the holidays and the travel, but we'll be back in the studio soon for full-size episodes. I'll be doing on-the-road episodes from South Dakota and from New York. I'll make sure to knock some of those out. We'll get some good guests back in the studio. We'll get all that stuff going on. I'll have more updates on the Ben soon. I will hopefully have some updates on the truck soon, and I swear to God... I will have an update on the Wombat. I know a bunch of you just rolled your fucking eyes, roll them right back where they were before, and I swear, I I swear to Christ, even though I'm an atheist, um, hopefully that doesn't bug, whatever, who gives a shit, uh, I swear to Jeebus that I will, I have an update. I am talking to someone about this car. I promise you, I am talking, now that doesn't mean something's going to happen, but at this point, baby steps, right? Baby steps. So I'm talking to someone. That's that's all you need to know. So there we go. So that's, again, short episode. My apologies to you, but I needed to get you something, and I'll try to get another one out this week if I can. So maybe two short episodes this week. Uh, stay tuned. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Jay Glucker. Also follow at The Real Hooniverse. Follow me on Instagram, at Hooniverse Jeff. Go to our YouTube channel, also on iTunes. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Please visit Hooniverse.com as well. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, on the next episode. Bye. Bye.